0: Welcome to Here's The Thing, where we talk fitness, lifestyle, human nature, and everything in between. What's up? What's poppin'? Brand new podcast, let's (laughs) in. I actually uh, thought of that beforehand, so don't give me any credit for that. I didn't practice it, but I did think of that beforehand. What's going on, y'all? Happy update. Uh, It's been a, a wild ride uh wild last few weeks i just hopped on the scale for you guys i'm 146 pounds as you know if you've listened to this we're going to maui and it's going to be my birthday next weekend we're seven days out i've been trying to get to around 140 pounds uh and i'm 146 today feeling very lean and you know i went and got my uh rain energy drink from casey's 300 milligrams caffeine splitting it up lately into 150 milligrams uh, in the morning and then the afternoon but i was in line with seven eight people and interestingly enough at 146 pounds the lean mean machine of myself that walks in and i'm in line with like six or seven other people i'm the only one who doesn't have food and funny that everyone used to think and some of you probably still think that breakfast is the most important meal of the day but casey's food casey's general store gas station convenience store food come on these people were in line with donuts uh one guy was like what is this and he had a two-minute conversation about a scotcheroo with the cashier and then bought one for breakfast, man, don't get me wrong. The pizza, the breakfast pizza y'all are getting, the donuts y'all are getting, the soda pops, regular soda, not zero calorie or diet calorie, or zero calorie or diet soda, the regular sodas, uh, all the bullshit, the bagels, all that shit you guys are buying, the sandwiches in the morning. And then I'm over here and I'm by far the fittest person in there. By far the fittest person in there. And I'm the only one not getting food. And it's funny that still a lot of people think that to be fit, you still have, you just have to constantly eat. And there's still this stigma going around that in order to be healthy and to lose weight, you have to eat food. And this is so wrong. I have been fasting like crazy because of my bartending and private abar- private event bartending, I have been consuming more alcohol than I'd like, and I'd be, I'm be i eating other things than I would like that are generally le- not less calories. So I'm fasting more and not eating as much. And guess what's happening? I'm 146 pounds. I'm close to my goal. I'm about as lean as I've ever been outside of uh, bodybuilding competition preparation, which I've done one bodybuilding show several, several years ago. I'm about as lean as I've ever been. I'm not even monitoring my calories, uh, with an app. I'm not doing it, uh, mathematically or with any scientific, systematic approach to it right now, such as like MyFitnessPal, which is what I normally use. I am, de- I'm just delegating food. I'm doing. I'm practicing a, uh, standard diet protocol now known as OMAD, one meal a day. I'm generally not having anything until evening. And no, that's not bad. Can you lose weight eating one meal a day? Hell yes, you can. Can you lose weight eating six meals a day? Sure. Way harder for me, so I don't do it. But uh, I work with a girl who we talked about. She lost 40 pounds eating like six meals a day. Well, I just lost 15 pounds eating one meal a day. And I didn't have much to lose. And I didn't have to like, quote unquote, eat clean or quote unquote, eat stupid healthy. Like just fucking cooking every single goddamn thing that i eat which i would like to get to a point to do that but if you're in america that's not sustainable especially if you're eating six meals a day how are you going to think about food cook food prepare food and be making food and doing something with food all goddamn day and somehow get your shit done now i did that when i was single and when i didn't have a a puppet dog but now I've got responsibility, and I have multiple businesses now. And I don't even have time for my fitness business right now. It's in transition anyway. But I don't even have time to work on getting that transition done. And imagine, and that's like eating one meal a day. And I'm that busy. Imagine if I did eat six meals a day. I have a much harder time maintaining my weight that way. But I'm telling y'all. Uh, Here's some quick tips. thinking about what to say on this podcast a lot this this last week because I'm going to be turning 30 in a week, but uh, one of the big things that I wanted to say, because my girlfriend mentioned this the other day, we went to the state fair a couple days, um, two days in a row, the Iowa State Fair, one of the biggest fairs on planet Earth. I'm not really sure if it's even one of the biggest ones in the nation, but it seems popular in the Midwest of the United States. Uh, but she said you know i noticed a lot of people um breathing with their mouths or walking around with their mouths open and i go yeah well that's that's because most people actually breathe through their mouth and they don't breathe through their nose now it's something you may not have thought ha- of and i may not have mentioned this before but i've listened to a couple different podcasts um uh, neuroscientists um and some like People who are really focused on breath work and whatnot and breathing through your nose can, it's one of the biggest health tips that's not known is breathing through your nose. Breathe through your nose, not your mouth. You start breathing through your nose, you can immediately change your energy levels. You can immediately change the dynamic of how your energy uh, uh, system is being utilized by breathing through your nose. You can enhance your oxygen usage and probably enhance your CO2 dump. Um, on the exhale. I'm not really sure. But that's tip number one. Breathe through your nose. Tip number two, stop fucking eating. eating. Stop eating. Stop eating. You don't need to eat. Whether you're overweight or not, you don't need to eat. Your body was programmed and designed over tens of thousands and then hundreds of thousands of years until today to not have to eat. because. 100 years ago and 75 years ago, we didn't have access to as much food, not nearly as much as we did. And contrary to what you may or may not know, evolution doesn't happen that swiftly, uh, at least for humans, in 75 years to where our entire physiology and our entire anatomy and our entire bio- biochemistry and our entire biology would change. In 75 years, that just wouldn't and can't happen. So why is fasting good for us? Because fasting is literally what we're evolved to do. Because our body is still programmed for times of famine. So when you're in Casey's, grab your Propel, grab your zero calorie soda, grab your diet soda, grab your energy drink, grab your caffeine, grab your stuff for later. You don't need shit in the morning. All right. Calories aren't what necessarily you operate on especially when you can actually switch to fasting and some of you guys be like oh i can't do that i have to eat i have to eat because um i'll feel like shit that feeling goes away and it goes away swiftly within a few days you if you're used to eating at eight start eating at 10 and if it's miserable. Or, or 11 or 12. And if it's too miserable, back it down a little bit. But just try, try to make it a few days. And if you can only make it till 9, then make it till 9. Then make it till 10 a few days later. And then just keep restarting that process. Your body will get used to it. You'll have higher energy levels. You'll um you'll, what's, a, what's a really good reason not to eat six meals a day? Because you will be better at not killing this planet. That's one thing that I... Didn't realize when I was younger and I thought even just a few years ago, I thought I have the most sustainable and understandable approach to fitness in the world. I answer the one question everyone has is how can I eat as much as I as I possibly want and still be as lean as I want to be? How can I look exactly how I want to be and eat how I want? That was always my goal with people that I was coaching, all my clients, with myself, and I thought that's what everyone would want. And I thought that made the most sense. And it dawned on me not long ago, within the last few years as I've grown, that that's not really sustainable for planet Earth. Because if you can consume 4,000 calories or 3,000 calories a day and not gain weight, yeah, that's awesome. You get to eat a lot of food. But what if everyone on this planet consumes three to 4,000 calories? Versus the probably... Global average, I would probably imagine, is like a thousand to fifteen hundred, just because there's so much famine in so many places that are still getting, you know, probably less than a thousand calories a day. But imagine if we could do fifteen hundred to two thousand at most, at most, instead of three to four thousand. And a lot of y'all that are overweight, you think you're not eating a lot. And you're eating way more than you think you are. And you're probably eating that three to 4,000 calories a day. But that's not sustainable for life itself on, on planet Earth. And it's not good for um, d- nature. That's not good for our ground. That's not good for our air. It's not good for anything. So what's a really good reason not to eat all the time? There you go. Boom. You're environmental now. You're a, you're a, you're a pro-hippie. You know? You're pro-trees and pro-life. Let's go. So Deep breath. Or nose breathing, excuse me. Oh, deep breathing. That's another good one to say. Let's say nose breathing slash deep breathing, like chest breathing. You know, breathing all the way in, holding it in for a few seconds. That's health tip number one. Health tip number two is do not eat. And health tip number three, well, t- do not eat as much. And uh, hmm, health tip number three, salt. Salt's so good for you. I'm not sure if I really had uh, any more health tips. I just really wanted to talk about the nose breathing because it was so incredible to see these people at the Iowa State Fair. I was, I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, "Yeah, it's so funny. You see all these people that you know. The fair, the state fair, is just so interesting. The fair, fairs in general, or festivals are just so interesting. But the fairs are interesting in itself because they attract a very specific demographic, whether you notice it or not." they really attract shout out to my man Jack Harlow who I started the podcast with what's popping uh I really, I was trying to figure out I so okay I like Jack Harlow and some of his music okay and because I think his music cool I hope that he's cool and so because I hope that he's cool and I kind of like his music enough I wanted to see if he was cool so I started like uh figuring out how to like oh let's check out an interview or something just see the type of human being he is so I ended up on his Twitter, and this tweet was like, "Uh, man, nothing makes," <laughs> he says, "Uh, man, nothing makes me happier than seeing an overweight, uh, an overweight Midwest middle middle income family or something like that at the at the fair." Um, and I'm like, "Wow, that's it shouldn't be something that makes you happy, um, because they're literally killing themselves way earlier than they probably would like to die." uh and, and probably living not as healthy or as happily as they would like to because they're overweight and spending all their money at the fair which is likely and because i spent a fuck ton of money at the fair over two days and uh but i was telling my girlfriend after she talked about the the mouth uh the mouth breathing thing or having their mouths open i'm like yeah and then, and then look at all these people it's like you notice most of the people at this fairground are overweight and again funny enough you see all these overweight people every one of them have a drink in their hand and or food and then you see like leaner people who aren't like that you see skinnier people who don't have constant food and drink in their hand and it's just funny that uh you know i used to think like this too it'd be like oh and i imagine this is how most of you guys think okay we're gonna go to the fair and we're gonna get some drinks And we're going to eat a bunch of food. But here's the thing. We're going to be there for like six hours, y'all. So we're going to walk around a lot. And we're going to burn off a lot of those calories. And that is a good, a well-intended thought process. It's well-intended. But it has skewed results. Because how much you think you're burning and how much you you think you're not eating are vastly off. And if I had to guess how much, how many calories I consumed the other day when I was at the fair, I would say I probably consumed 3,000 calories when I was at the fair. I fasted all day, so I could do that. But I probably consumed three or 4,000 calories at the fair. And I probably, we were there for like three hours. I probably walked a mile or two or three. Even if I walked three miles, I burned maybe a couple hundred calories. Now, a lot of you guys, you are eating because... I know a lot of people hang out all day at the fair and have five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten drinks throughout the day, and then you're having four, five, six um, snacks, probably with one or two meals. Some of y'all are are hitting four to six thousand calories when you go to a fair, and you're only burning maybe a thousand, even if you're there all day walking around, maybe two thousand, but you're consuming like six thousand. So that leaves you with a surplus of 4,000 calories. It only takes 3,500 calories to gain a pound of fat. You gained a pound of fat at that fair because you overeat by 4,000 calories. And so it's funny that, you know, and I hear people talking like that all the time like, oh, yeah, well, we'll just, we'll be walking around a lot. That is not helpful. Walking doesn't really do anything but help your blood pressure. Uh, you burn calories, obviously, because burning calories is something that's, that is so stigmatized as working out and and going to the gym. Like, oh, I'm gonna go burn some calories. Oh, what are you gonna do? Well, I'm gonna go to the gym. Well, you're burning calories right now by talking to me about burning calories. You realize that you're burning calories by breathing. You're burning calories blinking. You're burning calories by fidgeting. You're burning calories literally internally by your your biochemical processes happening. You You are utilizing energy for every little thing. You don't have to go to the gym to burn calories. And I don't know why that's such a big misconception. But anyway, we went to the Iowa State Fair, got some good food, didn't ride many rides. Uh, We were way more interested in the food. It was really great. Business has been booming the last several weeks. Things are going well. I'm staying well balanced. I am not doing too well in my... uh, In my... uh, morning routine practice but i'm trying to get back to that i'm doing really really well in the reading and actually this leads into tip number three so um number i guess tip number four since i said three was salt salt is a good tip you need more salt so number one was nose breathing slash deep breath and number two uh was eat less number three could be sodium and number four is find a gratitude slash meditation practice or gratitude mindfulness practice, uh, something like I do. And I've told you guys my my priming routine in the morning is every morning, uh, I'll think of three things I'm grateful for. And even if I don't do my morning routine, it can take me 10 seconds to do that. So I will do that. Um, And so I think that could be a huge health tip number four for for sure, because um especially in today's day and age it is so hard to slow down and so i'm reading the book i'm reading is called 10 Percent happier by dan harris and i i like to when i get into uh folks that interest me i like to dive in even further so i started listening to the joe rogan podcasts the joe rogan experiences that he was on and uh they're you know basically throughout the book and this, these podcasts that he's that he's talking about it's talking about um buddhist meditation which buddhism has has caught my attention for years and i've uh, unfortunately never explored it um and a lot of this has come into light as i hit 30 how much i have left to accomplish and 30 was a big milestone for me for some reason so it's making me reflect a lot but i got to get into more more buddhism but basically being able to objectively see a situation for what it is. A lot of y'all, a lot of y'all including me, wake up in a reactive state. And one of those ways that I uh, uh, delineate that reactive state is I don't turn over when I wake up and grab my phone and start opening messages, reading emails, checking my, my, uh, my business accounts and my stores to see how many sales I had overnight and how much money I brought in overnight. You start doing that, you're in a reaction state. Some of y'all literally grab your phone and you get on fucking Facebook. The moment you're awake, you're like, oh, look at what fucking Susie posted. What a dumb bitch. You know what that does to you is that sets your day. Because how you start your day is how you set your day. And I've believed that for a while. So you're always in a reactionary instead of a responsive mode. God, he had some good one-liners in his book too. Some good metaphors for it too. But um, one of the things that Dan Harris was saying he learned that was really beneficial for helping him be mindful was being in a non-reactionary state and, resp- and, and allowing yourself to respond to something happens when you can separate yourself from from that scenario, or that thought, or that mindset, or that or that subconscious um, constant, you know, you're the voice in your head, the voice in your head that keeps repeating something that makes you go crazy. Once you can separate yourself from that thought process, and what he said that a teacher, a Buddhist teacher, had told him was, look at it like a waterfall. All your thoughts, your inherent worries, your fears, and all that, all the bullshit that's happening in your head, that voice in your head is the waterfall, okay? You have to figure out how to stand behind the waterfall, and that is what being mindful is, and that's what this gratitude and meditation practice that I do allows me to do, and this book has really opened me up to understanding more of that and that sense of the word, standing behind the waterfall, and you're you're an, an observer of your own life. You're an observer of your own thoughts. You get to watch this thought or this scenario happen, and you don't have to pass judgment. As I've said before, um, and this builds even more into it, which I didn't think of, I said this years ago, is life happens, you get to attach the label to it. You get to determine if that dude cutting you off in traffic was a good or a bad thing. Maybe that slowed your ass down and made you pay attention and made you alert because a semi was going to come barreling down the road full speed ahead and you were going to be on your phone. But because that guy cut you off, you're like, Jesus, people are stupid today. I really need to pay attention you know karmic energy um geez i don't even know what else i have for you i just went in on it that's gonna be it today y'all i got so much to get ready for i got one more week for maui i'm gonna try to get at least one more of these in because we won't have one more of these in two weeks for two weeks uh, after i leave so uh, yeah, I got to get one more in because it will be the middle of September before we talk again. Maui, I'm going to have a lot of updates for you guys. Um, it will be my birthday next Saturday. Those of you who know me, I'm going to be 30 years old. 30 is <sighs> dope. I'm aging like a fine wine. I feel great. I feel like I'm, you know, some, some people peak in high school. I feel like I'm constantly peaking. It's feel like I'll forever peak. So I'm never worried about getting old or getting older. I'm very excited for my 30s. Um, I wish my 20s well. I'm really glad I made it through them. I'm sure my mother, amongst other people and myself, are shocked I did make it through them. On numerous occasions, there were times where I probably shouldn't have made it out of my 20s, and so I'm I'm in a lot of deep thought lately. And I want to bring I want to bring a cool podcast or a cool social media post. Um, Maybe just talking about, you know, I don't know. I like, I've always liked the idea of like 30 things I learned by 30 and I don't know why, but that's been in my head for a long time, like years. I think I thought of that when I was like 25, like I need to keep learning because I needed to do like a, a blog because I wanted to blog when I was like 25 and I did a blog. I did blog for a while, but I just didn't want to have time for a blog, a podcast, businesses and yada, yada, and I would always think about. What are the 30 things i learned at 30 i don't know why 30 was always a big a big moment for me and it is a big moment for me it will be a big bigger moment and you guys will see um soon i'll have i have some surprises that i can't uh, uh, elaborate on yet um, but big things are happening and life's going to change a lot very drastically here very soon and i'm very excited about where we're heading and I can't wait to give you guys some more updates. But my birthday's next weekend. Maui is next weekend. I will try to hop on by next Friday. We got a lot to do with business. We're trying to find a warehouse still. I'm trying to organize. I have two employees now. I'm trying to organize the warehouse I already have, which we have to get out of by October. Because we got it for free for an in-depth reason that doesn't matter. And we got a lot of shit to do. But I'm full speed ahead. I'm still pushing. Uh, I'm, I'm bartending and private event, event bartending less. Uh, about half the time I was, so I got a lot more time that I'm putting into this, uh, this business stuff and this life stuff. And it's exciting and it's fruitful and I'm grateful. And one of those reasons is because I breathe through my nose and I deep breathe all goddamn day i don't eat all goddamn day which is why i have so much energy i take in hefty amounts of salt because salt's fucking good for you all right and i have a great gratitude gratefulness mindfulness meditative systematic morning routine that i have constantly and still constantly keep at because it never gets easier as the old cliche cliche says, you just get better. Keep on living, huh? I'll see y'all soon. Thanks for checking out this week's episode. Guys, you can find us at our website where we have a store of fitness application. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Don't forget to check out our blog. Go hit the website up to see all of our programs and guides.